0: ladies and gentlemen we are back with another episode of the no cmo podcast today we have episode four with pika from 3d bear pika is heavily into the 3d design field and even more recently the ar and vr field creating educational programs for students in over 5,000 classrooms right now it was a really interesting conversation that we had it flowed almost beautifully effortlessly and uh he's just a really interesting person to talk to to get into that ar field that's going on especially in education so check it out enjoy episode four all right, so here we are, episode four of the No CMO Podcast. I'm here with Pika uh, from 3D Bear and a lot of other different companies as well. Um, he was in the 3D field. He's also in the AR field and the VR field as well, um, big time in that space. Uh, really interesting person. Has done a lot in that space. Um, really impressed by by what he's done. So. We're here today. Um, Piki, if you just want to tell them a little bit about what you do, what you're doing currently, um, like just what, what you're working on.
1: Sure. So uh, I'm, I'm CDO, so Chief Design Officer of 3D Bear and co-founder as well. And 3D Bear is uh, augmented reality video app for education. So basically, uh, we are creating augmented reality app that uh, kids can create their own designs in in augmented reality. Mm -hmm. So it can be anything between uh, redesigning spaces. So really like uh, communicating with even professionals like architects and then landscape designers or just principal inside the school or teacher. So really like bringing into their uh, field of view kind of through their device. So mobile device, uh, whether it's tablet or, or smartphone, they can create three D designs in there uh, in seconds and basically show that uh, for for the whole class and, and, and uh, elsewhere as well. Of course, share it uh, in social media as well. So, so that it's, it's um, really about mm-hmm. yeah, it's really about communication, kind of. It can be storytelling, but it can be something really practical, kind of like redesigning your school.
0: Wow. Yeah. So it's so this could also kind of help kids to figure out what they want to do as well. If they want to go into something like design, right? This is, this is like, this could open their eyes to it.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, um, I would say because the the app is so easy to use and quick to grasp. So it's not only those who want to be designers, it can be, you know, mm-hmm. engineer, it can be a city planner, it can be electricianist, <laughs> uh, plumber, it can be any, basically any
0: application, you could basically use it for almost any application as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, any ever when you have a, a way of of kind of showing and communicating something physical, pretty much then it works already. So that's what we are doing really like looking into the future that kids of today can be a lot better communicators than we are today as adults.
0: So, how do you see this being implemented in the future? Um, Talking about the future.
1: Yeah, uh, well, definitely there will be AR glasses. So, um, today there is only for basically prosumers or developers. There is uh, Magic Leap and there is HoloLens from Microsoft. So, those are the glasses today mainly. Of course, there are some others as well. But those are the leading ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they are expensive. They are not for consumers yet. They are not for schools yet. I mean, at least elementary school, preschool. Of course, some universities and vocational uh, schools have those. But it's really rare. And there is not much content yet. So on, you're on, trying on to create
0: things. a solution that can be used by regular people, right? Basically. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because what's and the today, point if
0: it's not, you know, then, like you said, then it's just for developers and then the general public is, is you know, left out. It's like laptops, you know, laptops used to be, what, $5,000 or something, you know, now everybody has one. So do you kind of see that happening with this? Like it'll become affordable and then it'll become normal and, and very useful.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, already it is. I mean, uh, if you think about kids, they use Snapchat, they use Instagram filters they use augmented reality already so that's not a new thing for them it's more new thing for teachers actually so for for older people but but kids it's, it's yeah kids are used to it right yeah, yeah yeah they're used yeah. to it
0: i mean they have it on playstation and xbox now the uh, goggles right so yeah. they're probably playing you know call of duty with that on anyway
1: so so kind of like uh, augmented reality is out there already and mm-hmm. and we have to remember like if if my background lies on 3D printing a lot as well, but we're going to talk later probably. Mm-hmm. But uh, augmented reality is supported by huge companies such as Google, uh, Apple, those are the leading companies, then Microsoft, of course, and all the others, Magic Leap, and, mm-hmm. and so on. So you can trust, and it's fully digital. So you can trust it's going to expand. And already, you know, Snapchat, Instagram uses augmented reality. So it's not going to go away anywhere. It's only going to grow really fast now at the yeah moment.
0: and and i i i you've you may have seen this newest gopro camera that records 360 video i don't know if you've seen it but so if that records 360 video then we're going to need a way to watch 360 video and what's the best way the augmented exactly. reality right so that's going to become normal our phones the iphone 15 probably is going to be record three sixty video you're probably gonna be able to watch augmented reality right through it. So well that that, yeah, that most
1: probably will be on the VR side. So virtual Yeah okay. Reality. Yeah
0: can you like kind of talk about But There might the differences, be some
1: or, yeah. yeah yeah there might be some connection to AR as well but but mainly 360 videos today are still made for for virtual st- reality. For
0: VR okay.
1: Yeah. So basically the the difference is that the uh, I see VR, so virtual reality, it's more like a static way of uh, consuming content. So it's like a traditional linear TV. So you sit still usually, uh, you're not on the move, you're not mobile, uh, but you are kind of jumping into a totally different world. So mm-hmm. it's more immersive in that sense that you actually are in it more than in AR maybe. But what's the big benefit of AR is that it's on our uh, tablets and smartphones already. So it's on the go. So basically, you're always with it. So if you compare like a desktop computer to mobile device, I think that's kind of the analogy there.
0: Okay. So I see.
1: that's why I see AR has a, a lot bigger potential. VR, what,
0: yeah. yeah. VR, you're still stuck to a computer or you're stuck to you're stuck to X, whatever it is that has to basically, you have, you know, even if it is wireless, you're still near something, you're near a TV, you're near something that you have to be basically be connected to, um, or at least uh, in close proximity to it, right? But with AR, like you said, you could kind of go, you could take it on the go. It's on your tablet or, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And main, main, main aspect is uh, it, it can be sometimes attached as, as you mentioned but there is uh, uh, facebook or, or with the oculus they already have those uh, wireless devices for vr but the problem is that if you block your view you can't really move mm. you're going to hit the yeah. wall immediately yeah, or it's you're going to the logistics uh,
0: the logistics aren't really worked yeah. out <laughs> yep.
1: so then you then you kind of go in between there is called mixed reality which is kind of a mixture of ar and vr and in between so mm-hmm. it's kind of like a devices that that can be blocked as a VR, but also can be opened up with the camera. So when you are kind of in AR more, so basically that you would have those VR goggles that actually hides your visibility uh, to real world, but then you open up the camera view uh, with the device, and then you see through the camera lens basically oh, I your, see. your okay. environment. So, so that'll be that's both, kind of yeah. mixed, reality, Yeah. But that's a bit kind of tough that people usually know more those uh, words uh, as virtual reality and and augmented reality, so mixed reality is also a bit mixed <laughs> kind mm, of as yeah. as a, a, a phrase or or a name that most of the people don't kind of know what it means exactly so, and it's hard for me even yeah, I'm not sure if this is the yeah. best way to explain it but yeah
0: so have you so you've used this in uh like classrooms with like uh, or use your 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 software and like you've implemented that in classrooms already or yeah uh, with yeah. kids
1: yeah so uh we are based in Helsinki Finland and New York both and uh, we have two offices and uh uh in Finland we are still a little bit bigger but also the borders come, come soon, soon <laughs> yeah. ahead. So Finland is a small country, only five and a half million people. So it's even smaller than New York state or New York city even. Wow. So, wow. so yeah. 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 So, uh, basically that's why we, we started, uh, quite early in, in us also, we have, uh, us investors as well, uh, two us VCs on the educational field. So, so we, we started in U.S. quite early, and now we have like a full year in uh, behind us uh, in U.S. And we have around uh, 100 paying customers over there. Uh, altogether, nice. there is uh, some thousands of, of classrooms, around 5,000 classrooms around the world altogether, and uh, about 100,000 like uh, uh, learners you could call, so so teachers, students, and so on, and. Uh, A bit less than half is is still in US, so, but that's going to take the lead very soon.
0: Okay, are they, um, so do you guys provide, so can they customize it to their, um, you know, to their classroom or to their subject, or how does that, like, do you have preset programs, or like, what's the, um, I guess, what's the structure of it?
1: Uh, so, what we offer for schools or, or teachers is that, first of all, teachers have their own own plan, so which differs from, from uh, students naturally. So, first of all, it gives the privacy for students, so we don't ask students emails and, and passwords and that's, so. That's good, yeah. But they are kind of always under the teacher's account with the nickname and, and the class code. And uh, so, teacher will uh create classrooms so they can put uh those those students there under their account uh for teachers we have challenges and lessons so lessons are are like lesson plans that are aligned with the curriculum so common core standards usually in us and uh, then we have curated content for 3d models so kind of half of our models around half are, are for free for, mm-hmm. for basically consumers who want to try out and uh, the paid version have the full benefits So all the, all the models and those have been curated for different subjects so, so for school subjects mm-hmm. and uh, which I mentioned earlier some are for example furniture so we have lesson plan called redesign your school so basically teacher can start with uh, ask uh, asks about uh, the students so questions that Think about what place in your school is, is a bad design place or boring or, or mm-hmm. you don't like it somehow. I can think
0: of a lot of places in my school. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so first, it's a discussion, of course. So why is yep. it so? And And kind of problem solving and creativity, what we are enhancing here. Uh, creativity is uh, is a kind of the main subject what we are teaching in in general. I love that we don't have like fully aligned like curriculum for one you know math course for for sixth graders. Yeah, M- we are more still a, a supplementary tool. So so we have uh, lessons for for many different subjects, but not like the total courses for the whole year yet. But yeah, uh, so then they discuss and uh, once they have kind of get started. Then they take the devices and go to that spot and start to design. And you can do in, in seconds or minutes kind of designs. You press the photo button or, or you, if you press and hold, you can take a video. And uh, you can narrate the video. So there is the voice recording as well. And uh, you can create this way, uh, in a new way, oh, wow. new kind of presentations.
0: So school. they can make their own, yeah, they can make their own presentation basically on the yeah. spot. They could throw that, if they have an iPad, they can throw that in iMovie. They could edit it. They could, so this is basically, like you said, a supplementation um, to facilitate a creative learning environment. Basically making, almost making them feel like they're playing a game, but at the same time it's stimulating. You know, they, they, they are, they're learning, they're learning how to put things together. They learn how to work with other people on collaborate on designs. Right. Like, so it's all of these different elements. Whereas like, if you're just sitting there watching a PowerPoint, like it just doesn't, it just doesn't process like something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then it's, it's called, uh, called Bloom's taxonomy, which explains like different Mm -hmm. levels of learning. So remembering so if you read book and remember that by heart that's kind of the lowest level Mm -hmm. but creation is actually the highest level of learning so that's what we teach is is the creativity and and, then learning by doing yourself not like uh, seeking ready answers or you know ticking boxes that which which one of these is the correct answer really like open-ended questions and tasks so that's why the app is also fits for every ages. Basically, uh, four-year-olds are the kind of youngest who mm-hmm. are able to use our app. So that's, that tells a little bit about how simple and easy very, to use.
0: Very user-friendly. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, well, I mean, there is no age limit after that, so it can be anything after that. But basically, of course, we are working with schools at the moment, not with the consumers. But uh, I mean, nothing kind of holds down to consumers to to download it for free and and test the free version.
0: Are you looking to expand that? Like, are you looking to get consumers on board, and or or is this kind of kind of tested not out now. with the not now? Are you gonna wait.
1: Yeah, not now. I mean, we have done some uh, kind of tests, uh, but consumer market is hard also. Oh you yeah, need a lot more money for yep. advertising. Have you? Uh, yeah. Competition is really mm-hmm. hard on that side. Sure. Uh, we did, for example, one uh, one uh, campaign with the most successful, famous uh, video blogger in Finland. He have like oh, wow. 500 million views all together in all his videos. Wow. So uh, he's really famous here, but he only makes it in, in Finnish, all the videos. So not famous elsewhere. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we got tons of downloads but it's really hard to monetize that model as well so so uh we we are sticking with schools but that was more like a test last uh,
0: autumn Sh- sure so are you so you've done some influencer marketing then basically um how yeah, yeah. how have you gotten how how have you gotten it to five thousand classrooms uh like what's the um are you behind any of the marketing with that or could you talk about that at all or
1: yeah 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 actually, I am behind the marketing, so awesome. Uh, me uh, so basically, I'm the lead designer of the product, but also uh running the marketing. of course, uh, I don't do it by myself. Mm-hmm. There is uh, many of us as doing we are still a su- uh, relatively small team, uh, ten persons and uh, yeah, but okay, so so about the, the marketing side, yes, we have done some influencer marketing so kind of the test on the consumer side as well but then also on the educational side so edu- edu- uh, so called edu bloggers so uh, bloggers that are usually teachers themselves or have been teachers before uh, which are a lot followed by other teachers so so those have been really good channel for us for example yeah so that's kind of the influencer side what we have used
0: so yeah, I, uh, my, my, like we were talking before the podcast, my, one of my teachers in middle school, actually, he had a, a website called super teacher tools and it was, it had millions of hits because back then he was making flash games and, yeah. but it was all teachers. It was millions of teachers watching. It wasn't anybody else, but yeah. that, that makes sense because that model of teachers trust other teachers, they talk to other teachers cause look who they're around all day, you know? um it makes yeah. perfect sense if they have it in their classroom and oh my kids love it they love to use it like in they they don't want to do anything else right another teacher is going to say well i have to try that now too right so yeah, yeah. it's basically uh, it, the even the the word of mouth of f- with teachers is very is very strong it seems
1: yeah yeah and i mean uh of course of course and in in any field i would i would say that the word of mouth is always the best possible way i mean because you trust your friends a lot more than you trust on advertisement or, or nice video. And so, Oh yeah. So the trust it's, is it's always huge. the best way. Yeah. On
0: yeah. the, um, I, on the second podcast, I think I, um, I think I messed up. I'm pretty sure it's the fourth podcast actually now, but, um, on the second podcast we we're we were talking about trust and just how important that is in marketing and especially with what, with, with any type of education, you know, I mean, there's so much, trust going on on every single level of like, these are children, you know, <laughs> like we have to trust that who is, you know, um, you know, teaching our children all day. And and I think these like the plat or the, uh, the software that you have is definitely could be, it's huge. I mean, like, and like you said, you're trying to open people's minds to, and, 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 and import a little more creativity into, into the structure of school. And I think in American schools, especially that that's mandatory. Like we just don't have a lot of that. Like, You'll literally, you'll basically have like an art class and that's it. You know, at least when I was, uh, things might be a little different now, but, but yeah, I definitely, that, that makes sense to me. So going off of as going off of the marketing and design aspect, how important do you think is design in marketing? How, where does that for you? Because you're in both at least these yeah, amount. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well my background lies on, on uh industrial design. So I am designer from profession. Uh so for me of course I feel it stronger than mm-hmm. maybe sure the, the audience itself. So so yeah well, that's of fine. course I I appreciate it a lot.
0: That's your perspective. As, as I, designer. That's, that's why you're here, yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, exactly. So so yeah, I, I do feel that it, it is very important and uh, uh, of course again it depends a lot about the audience who you are targeting so i would guess like uh consumer side would be even harder because you know you have all the world's biggest like companies and uh and brands there against you so if it's about gaming or if it's about movies so that's why you have to have even better design than in the educational field only But, of course, in there also, because that also creates trust when you have good design as well. And especially uh, in our case, uh, I would say the best way to kind of earn that trust and uh, to have that good design is to put it into the app so that the UX works, the UI is nice, and people kind of see and understand how it works easily. And I would say that's the best way because that's also something that, once you try it, it's going to kind of uh, hold you for a longer time. Of course, it's a different thing when you just make a video out from the app and, and you put it to advertising, paid advertising. But also there it helps if the UX UI is it's a good, good looking, it seems easy and so on. So I would say... I would put the most effort there and and that's what we are doing.
0: So, um consistency it seems like is yeah. you don't yeah. want to have the advertisement is is beautiful and then you go into the actual UI of the software and you're like, "Oh, this is like not that." <laughs> like because yeah. you've seen that before. I mean, you've probably seen it a million times and as have I is the app looks so cool, the functionality is terrible, you know, and it yeah. doesn't transfer. So, I think that consistency like you were saying is definitely does I I see that that's something that I feel like, um, that a lot of people don't think about and maybe even marketers don't think about, I know, um, like you don't need a CMO. We we're not as much on that design side as maybe some other marketing agencies and, and, and people. So that's, that's really important because I I don't want to, for, I don't want to forget that. You know, I don't think people should forget that they should definitely, um, make sure that that's what's, important. Um, so, so did, um, another, I guess going off of the marketing, um, did your marketing priorities or like expectations change like before or after funding for the,
1: mm, for the company? Well, we kind of started from funding, uh, okay. basically. So, so two and a half years ago, we started, uh, 2016, uh, August that when the, that's when the, uh, company got established. And then we got like really uh pre-seed round, uh like 130k only. Mm-hmm. So that was the, the starting point, and then we started from one accelerator here in Helsinki. And uh after that we have uh raised now uh two rounds. Oh, the, the, the third round is kind of like closing soon. So so we have uh, about 2.5 million gathered now altogether. but um mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, after round, then you do have more more money to spend on marketing, definitely, because, I mean, that's what you want. You want to grow. So uh, organic, of, of course, is the best always, but uh, that's not as fast and easy to scale as paid. Average. Yeah,
0: I was going to say it doesn't really scale. It's, it's like the word of mouth thing. Like teachers could tell other teachers, but it doesn't scale is the problem. Um, it's yeah. very yeah. effective in the way that it is, but it doesn't expand well. yeah Yeah. um that makes sense so what um what were the so did you i guess what were the benefits of um or like some some aspects of using like an accelerator like should should other companies be be looking to do that is that uh did it did it work pretty well for you guys i guess it did work pretty well so far but yeah Yeah, just get your opinion on it
1: yeah yeah it was it was definitely good and it's it's um I think it's on many levels. You meet people that you wouldn't meet otherwise. Uh so you get the connections through through accelerator. We have done also in US. We just uh, were a couple weeks ago at the start at uh Hyper Accelerator in New York and actually coming uh next week again to another one. So nice. so but these are the the kind of like uh one week, two week courses. So this is not like a long term as as the the first one where we were like three months mm-hmm. uh, where we started from. But yeah, definitely it's it's uh and also on the US side it, it's definitely about that you get those contacts through them. They have a good uh they have a good connections over there. So the connection we, is we have the
0: essential. yeah, we
1: have the possibility to use their uh uh knowledge there and also about understanding the market uh, on on many levels i mean it can be about the growth hacking it can be about uh a u.s curriculum like how to 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 align those standards the right way what the new york schools want to purchase what they don't want to purchase and so on so it's always those small valuable tips that we we need to know and uh even if we have person uh, over u.s still it's like uh you know one a couple persons can do only some job but yeah uh, yeah.
0: i was going off that what are like what are some challenges that you faced like obviously not being from here and coming trying to basically trying to you know show the the u.s the u.s market your product and sell it to the u.s market what what has been some challenges for that
1: well um i guess it's just slower that's all i mean we don't have we haven't had like big hurdles uh okay uh well i would say biggest hurdle have been getting a visa yeah (laughs) so for for the ceo for the logistics the the logistics
0: of it is yeah yeah okay we have to be here Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) unfortunately so so that has slowed down so that has been kind of the biggest issue, but, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, otherwise, uh, yeah, uh, we've been there all the time, but, uh, uh, I mean, it takes time also. Yeah, but, and you and, need good mm-hmm. use cases. You know, you need those, we have ambassador teachers in us, you need, need, uh, uh in, enthusiastic uh, teachers that, that kind of really are starting to see the benefits or of, of our product and, uh, and there goes the, the word of mouth, of course, uh, uh, onwards. Uh, so, so they will tell forward in their school and district, and also they are helping, as you know, in videos or trade shows and these kind of situations that 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 also creates the buzz. So, I mean, but it doesn't happen overnight. It it takes mm-hmm. always time. It's a
0: process, right? It's a process, and like yeah. you said, it's gaining those connections probably that old, the connections and the trust and, 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 and it it kind of, it it goes from there, but it just has to, like you say, it has to build. It has to, you got to start from the bottom and you got to just keep moving forward little by little. Right. But, um, do you, so you, what's, uh, what are your plans? Do you want to expand out of New York? Are you trying to, or you, are you, are you guys pretty fulfilled there? You got enough going on or, or like, what are any future plans?
1: Well, well, definitely not fulfilled New York yet, uh, and and we are uh, in in other states as well already. Awesome. Uh, Texas, Maine, Alabama, uh, those are the the biggest ones uh, after New York, basically in U.S. And uh, yeah, yeah, we are expanding, of course. I mean, you also need the, the certain certificates that you can sell in the new state and so on. So again it's it doesn't usually happen that you can uh sell in in every state in u.s at once yeah so you need to create that process as well so so definitely expanding in u.s but of course uh, individual teachers can download and then purchase online uh so basically a plan for themselves that's of course possible everywhere but then when we go you know district or school level sales then it's uh it's another thing that that needs a little bit more paperwork so but yeah, yeah more legit getting new states basically yeah. there
0: yeah well that's good so you guys are really trying to trying to ex- expand as much as you can because it's well, i mean i know i'm it's 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 uh you realize the value of it so and and once other people do then then that's really the that's the that's the battle right is yeah. is hey we have this software that's really going to help people it's really it's going to help kids it's going to expand their minds to use creativity work together it's yeah um it's such such an interesting such an interesting uh, uh like interesting software that you have i it's when i when i look through it and i watched like some of the youtube videos on it too um i believe there was one that you you're basically holding it but you're walking and there's like numbers and it and yeah. it like hits a number yeah like that's so cool like if i was in middle school and we had that like <laughs> that would be I would be ecstatic, you know. I mean, even now I am. <laughs> you know, I just think it's yeah. crazy. So
1: yeah, and that—that's really like even for the pre-K kind of like uh, can be five-five-year-olds uh, yeah. even that they are still learning the letters and numbers, and they just put you know on the floor like huge number, yeah. and walking around. It's they a can different walk, way of yeah. learn. Yeah, they can walk then, through then you, the
0: alphabet, which is crazy. Like, yeah, you can yeah. basically walk the alphabet. Well, and yeah, and I'll. And I'll some- throw the, um, just as an aside, I'll throw the link yep. to that video. I was watching in the description and in the show notes so everybody can, can see it, but
1: yep. Great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, so, so for example, that, um, if you're a visual or kinesthetic learner, so you're not the best at reading books, for example, uh, it's been proven that, that for example, for some dyslexic people, uh, kids that if they hold on hand some, some letter, they will learn it better than reading it from book because somehow book is the 2d is not the best way for them to learn and as me as a designer i'm not the fastest reader ever been for me i I nowadays pretty much always listen books if it's possible if there is audiobook so nobody told me in school 20 years ago that hey by the way you should listen the books that you would be so much more productive so in a way uh, school failed on me back then so oh, no it. teacher told me that that fact
0: Dude, it failed it nowadays. failed on all of us
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so so school is not ready that's what i'm saying here. yeah so definitely we we need to improve it and create new new tools there because we are different kind of learners uh, all of us and then one one person learns really well by reading a book and kind of remember all the facts but that's really small amount of of population. It's it's crazy.
0: Have you seen, um, have you noticed any differences between, I don't know how much experience you had in the, in the U S system or even just, you know, talking to teachers and things like that. But have you, have you seen, what do you think about the, the American, um, education system? If you, if you know much enough about it to talk about, but, um, like, what do you, what what are your opinions, just talking to people in it?
1: Yeah, of course, I know something about it. I've been there uh, in schools, visiting there now now with 3D Bear. Uh, so I would say teaching doesn't difference that much in general. I mean, Finland is the kind of best known in the world of good education. Mm-hmm. So we have been in those PISA tests, uh, number one for many years. Uh, probably nowadays singapore have taken us over being Mm. the number one but i mean finland is really appreciated country when it comes down to education uh so i have a good kind of like uh, background for it to to see see and, and see the differences but i would say that the ways are not that different so i guess biggest difference today is still like that uh, standardized test, basically. So yeah. we don't really have those in Finland. We only have the final exam in in the kind of last year of high school, basically. But otherwise, it's um, teachers are have been since like 50s in Finland. Uh, as a profession, it has been really appreciated job. So teachers have been really appreciated, and also the, they are well paid here. So, and also they are quite, quite highly educated. So you actually have to go through university for, uh no, I should know right away. <laughs> <laughs> around five years, that's my guess. I'm not a teacher though, so I'm not exactly sure. But let's say around five years. So in university to become a teacher, and there is a lot of people who wants to become a de- teacher. So that's why also that the quality of teachers are, are really high in Finland. Uh, and... Because of that, there is more freedom for individual teacher in Finland. So that's why we don't have standardized tests, but they kind of, uh, the system trust on individual teacher in Finland a lot, if you compare it to, to US or any other country almost in the world. So so that's the biggest difference that you are not kind of uh, look behind the back all the time as much because mm. of the tests. But the the method of methods of, of teaching, I would say that's pretty similar in, in, in general.
0: Mm, I think, yeah, I, that's, those must be the factors because you can, you know, there's people that send their kids to school here and hate teachers. They're just like, I don't like teachers. They're not like good people or something, you know, uh, there's, ju- there's people who have that opinion here. And like, yeah, like you said, they're, you know, maybe the methods are, are, are pretty similar, but the actual execution of it, the trust, the respect, the you're leaving your kids with these people for eight hours a day. It's an extremely hard job. Most of them don't get paid enough. I, I like I DJ for kids and play music for them and try to teach them line dances. That's hard enough, you know, and that's just my experience to be with them eight hours in a day. Like I can't even imagine, you know, and I think that um, that, that's, that's so important to, to recognize that, that difference, because that is the pro I've, I think in my opinion, you know, that, that's kind of the problem with it is, is we don't realize what this is, what these people are doing. It's, it's basically the foundation of your child's entire life. You know, you're spending more time there than they are with their parents at home. But that's, that's, that's crazy. I, I really, that's, that's a good perspective from you too, because you have that, you have both sides of it yeah yeah you have the best and then almost the worst basically is i mean i know we're not ranked high at all i don't think in education so yeah but, but
1: there is a lot of good also in u.s and then i would say there is also those really like high level like really stars comes from u.s it's just the differences like the the kind of uh yeah differences are bigger in u.s I've, I've them, had so great
0: basically. teachers here. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but I've had one. Yeah. I've one out of every 25 is a great one, you know? So that ratio, like going through college four years, you know, have two good professors, like that's not, that's not, a that's not good, you know? And, you know, I mean, that's a whole other, uh, you know, can of worms, but yeah, that's, so overall, I, I think that, I think that your, your, your software is definitely going to, it's going to open eyes. It's going to open people's the creativity it's going to allow them to learn in a different way it's it, we need it we need it so bad because even though the system has evolved for powerpoints and screens and it hasn't the actual education hasn't evolved and that seems to that has to that has to happen things have to change so um that, that's that, that's awesome i really I really appreciate you coming on here and explaining that and and us being able to to talk about these differences and everything and and also what you do um, so just I guess before we before we end wrap it up, um, do you want to talk about 3d a little bit like the the uh, the 3d printing and, and designs a little bit
1: Sure Yeah, I mean, uh, why i'm doing also ar nowadays so much is, is that mm-hmm. the Part of the fact that we are focusing only on 3d in ar. I mean you can uh, add images or or youtube videos as a flat screens on the wall in AR as well, but we don't do that. So we, we still, uh, and I am still focusing on 3D, even in AR. So I, I see that 3D is the fundamental kind of, uh, that's kind of the medium there. So that it doesn't matter, do you 3D print it? Do you watch it in AR or VR? It's still 3D object there. And uh, that, that's, that hasn't kind of went anywhere. I mean, that stayed in my, in my mind and in my work. Uh, throughout these years. But yeah, uh, I got known about 3D printing, I would say around 2005. That's my guess. And uh, wow. I really yeah. started to to uh, work on it like uh, after a few years after. I did uh, make some tryouts at the design school, but really like uh, when I found Shapeways, which used to be in, from Netherlands under Siemens, some uh, accelerator, if I remember right. Uh, which is nowadays based in New York. Uh, it's three world's biggest 3D printing service for consumers. Uh, of course, uh, companies as well use it, but, but they started uh, online uh, a service that basically you could upload your, your 3D design there and then check very quickly what different uh, materials would cost to 3D print that. So then I started with some simple uh, affordable objects such as earrings I did, so I've done quite a lot of jewelry, for example. yeah that necklace that
0: you had as well. it was like a had a kind of weird design to it. I remember in the um in that one talk you did.
1: yeah, there is yeah, it's kind of like um like a textile, so it's kind mm-hmm. of surfaced that that uh, the, the little pieces are linked to each other with the kind of links. So, so basically it's a one piece when you 3d print it, but actually it contains like 150 different objects, basically, which are just linked to each other creating basically textile.
0: And I, yeah, I liked how you said too how even something that's more complicated can be cheaper. It doesn't necessarily mean so more complication doesn't necessarily mean, you know, exponentially more money being spent.
1: So so if we think about human beings and and uh, if you make handcraft uh, pretty much always complexity becomes more expensive and more time consuming more you engrave or 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 uh, kind of uh,
0: customize uh, sculpt, yeah.
1: sculpt or whatever is the the material and method you're doing that more details more complex uh, more expensive or more, more time it takes so, Time equals money. Usually, if, mm-hmm. if you buy it as a sure. service from some mm-hmm. some handcrafter, so uh, basically, three D printer works in another way. That I mean, computer doesn't really matter. I mean, for it doesn't really matter how complex some shape is, and basically, if you create more complex things, um, shapes that have a hollow inside, partly. Uh, then it's actually a faster to 3D print. So ball is the best best example. So you have a solid ball, which have a full material inside of it, or you have this very complex looking sphere object, which have like uh, sprouts going in and out and, and there is holes and everything, which would be pretty much impossible to do by hand. But because it has less material, it's faster to 3D print. And because it uses less material, it's also cheaper to 3D print. So we have to kind of shift shift our minds, especially engineers, because if you think about like uh, uh, high-performance sports, uh, let's say Formula One or NASCAR uh, mm-hmm. cars, uh, those or, or airplanes nowadays, those have a lot of 3D printed objects.
0: Because they have to Space be so light as well. Yeah, they have to be also, a lot yes, lighter. Exactly.
1: Yeah yeah and, and usually lighter uh you i mean if you want to make sturdy uh objects and lighter it becomes usually so that that more complex also is is better mm. option and more organic forms so if you look at the uh, the tree trunks or, or kind of like the roots how they look like they are not you know geometric it's it's very uh organic looking and and you feel like there is no really rule how they spreed under the ground so kind of nature have always been really good inspiration for 3d printing because of that because uh, And I don't mean yeah. only designers, but also engineers well
0: because nature is so efficient, too So they yeah, it's got it's got the kinks worked out, you know over over the millions millions of years so yeah, that makes it so you t- you could take a little bit from that and And also, you know, a little bit from the design side and yeah, and kind of integrate them together to get something that's sturdy, but it's made out of corn or it's made out of hemp or, you know, so, right. Like that's really it because, because the, the, the possibilities are almost endless with the materials that that you can use. And like you, like you had, I remember that pendant that you had, like that was made out of all different types of bronze and all different types of materials. But if you did that by hand, it would be almost impossible. Yeah.
1: yeah I mean very good example is is my eyeglasses I haven't been at the optician to purchase eyeglasses or sunglasses for the past 6 or 7 years now so I have been designing and 3D printing them uh myself
0: oh, so that's another company that um that you've sta- yeah. co- co-founded or started or
1: yeah co-founded it, it uh, it's called cocosom uh we actually uh shut it down just recently because uh, oh, okay I, just didn't have time for it
0: gotcha. and there yeah. was only
1: you know founders so
0: nobody mm-hmm.
1: was actually running it day so <laughs> that was the main reason so so but yeah I, i'm okay with it i mean there is a time for everything and sure yeah
0: sure but it's, I mean, it's just I an feel- interesting side project though you know i mean imagine to yeah you're, you're a designer but you're like you know what i'm gonna make glass i want to make sunglasses i don't want to buy sunglasses like i can 3d print them i can design them myself you know
1: Yeah, but I mean that it was a real brand in between. So it was running for four or five years. So so before 3D Bear. That actually started after uh, Tinkercad. So uh, I used to be in the original team of Tinkercad here in Helsinki. So Tinkercad nowadays have like 4 million monthly active users. So probably the most... uh, used desktop 3d program for for kids and and schools around the
0: world because so that's yeah yeah, i was gonna say because like cad and like they're just very complicated yeah most of them are uh, yeah Yeah. it used to be yeah because because and so that's i think that the overall message is let's 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 have it so everybody can use these things because it's going to be the future anyway right i mean if they grow up with it if they grow up with that software once they get to the actual engineering, they get to the CAD, they get to the you know whatever it might be. They're going to be so much more adept at it. They are going to be they are going to be in that mindset. It's not going to be Chinese to them, you know. It's not going to be something that they don't understand. They're going to be used to it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Well, uh, we're at just about forty five fifty minutes at this point, but it has been uh, this has been a great conversation, a great podcast, uh, Pika. I really appreciate. Uh, you coming on here to explain everything you do it's it's really interesting um as as well as important and it it's equ- equally interesting as it is important so and and you're doing a lot of good things and these these kids are going to they're going to appreciate it <laughs> if even if they don't understand what's going on they're just having fun in the moment you're, you're you're still providing extreme value you know that that just isn't there in my opinion uh to begin with so this has been episode 4 of uh, the No CMO podcast, and once again, Pika, I really appreciate you coming on here and, and explaining and everything. Uh, so, where where can people find you um, if they want to just kind of you know follow what you do or or follow your company?
1: Yeah, so 3 dbeario that's that's our website. Awesome. So of course, 3 uh, dbear official uh, on Twitter or Instagram. There you can find and Pekka uh, Salokannel is my name. That's going to be hard when you don't, <laughs> see, but hear it's, it. it's,
0: it's fine. It'll be in the title <laughs> and then I'll yeah. throw all the links in, in the show notes for everybody. And also on the screen, um, I'll throw your, I'll throw your company up there as well, um, to make it easy for them so they can, they yeah. can find you. And, uh, and once again, uh, thank you once again for doing this speak. I really, I really do appreciate it.
1: Perfect. Yeah, this was great fun. Thank you.
0: Ladies and gents, thank you for tuning in once again to the No CMO Podcast. This has been Episode 4 with Pika from 3D Bear. This podcast is brought to you by You Don't Need a CMO, a marketing syndicate and one-of-a-kind community of successful entrepreneurs and marketers that gives early-stage startup founders instantaneous access to top CMOs and marketing specialists in over 50 tech niches. Make sure to connect with myself, Pika, or the founder, Chris Hansen, on LinkedIn. All links will be in the show. Notes. Thank you once again for tuning in to the No CMO Podcast.